0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the new podcast of Your Accountant's Advice, and I am your accountant, Chris J., coming to your lives, where we will be talking about all things financial with the ultimate goal of bringing us into financial success. I am your host, Chris J., President and CEO of Jordan Enterprises, where we are your full service financial services firm specializing in personal and business tax preparation business and business bookkeeping and accounting and financial training services just for you at jordan enterprise we have over 30 years 30 years of accounting and tax experience with experienced cpa staff and certified financial professionals to serve you where our motto is simply our success is not determined by our profits but by the financial success of our clients tell a family, tell a family member text a family member, tell your co-workers and text them too that your boy is here on the air coming to you live straight from W-I-G-O the legendary W-I-G-O 1570 AM Uh, We will be bringing you information with all things financial, such as financial literacy, all the way to finances in a relationship. So follow me, follow me, follow me on all the social media platforms to include YouTube and TikTok by looking out for me at your accountant's advice on all the social media platforms where this podcast will be uh, re-aired and placed out there for your enjoyment and your Reference All right, our topic of the day is why in the world is financial literacy so important, especially now in 2022. We are going to get you started on your journey to financial success. Now, give me a minute to go through my notes, but at the same time, just follow me on this for a minute. When we think about improving our finances, we're usually thinking about The ways to get rich and sometimes we want to get rich quick not understanding that it's all about making changing and making a money change mindset or a money mindset change in order to be financially successful. Let me go on and break it down to you from a whole lot of experience. There is no such thing as a get rich quick scheme. Does all this sound familiar? The truth is that like many things a healthy financial future requires time patience and some education that's what we're here to bring to you today now we know that might not be what you hear but today we are going to explain why financial literacy is the most important step in your financial journey and give you suggestions now i'm just going to say they suggestions but i'm going to give you Suggestions that you can employ today to get on your journey to financial success. But before we get any before we go any further, we gotta understand what in the world is financial success. I'm sorry, financial literacy. Financial literacy is nothing more than simply having the financial knowledge and skills so that you will better understand what's going on with your money, your financial situation, and How to live financially free. That's all. It's not anything, even though, you know, many people have gone to many years of college, you know, to gain this knowledge is not that hard. But understand this. When we go to college to understand, to learn about the financial industry, they don't tell us how to be financially successful. They don't. They teach us the foundation. But watch this. Have you ever heard the... Term knowledge is power. Well, here it is. Break it. Let me break it down to you. Knowledge is not power. Knowledge is only power when you add action behind the knowledge. If you just know something and you do nothing with it then in all actuality all you do is know it. You're not using it to benefit you you're not using it to to take yourself to another level but understand that financial literacy is the foundation of financial success. Now let me give you four reasons why financial literacy is so essential. Reason number one Personal finances, watch this, 20% knowledge and 80% behavior and action. Now, let me help you understand something. Once you get the knowledge, your mindset will begin to change. And when your mindset begin to change, your actions and your behavior will change along with it. Have you ever asked yourself, if I'm doing something wrong and I know that I'm doing wrong or not right, I'm going to say, what is the first step? Of learning how to do it better. Knowledge. When you put knowledge in your head and then you put action behind it, you will be on your way. So it's only 20%. There's no big misconception of, you know, why this is what it is or why the rich keep getting richer or the poor keeps getting poor. It's only because mindset and actions. Simple as that. Now, I'm gonna let you know, this takes time. You have to set SMART goals for yourself so that you can become financially successful. Now, what in the world are SMART goals? SMART goals are very simple. S-M-A-R-T. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time sensitive. Let me give you a quick example. Let's just say you want to say, I really want to start saving money, which is not really a good idea. Saving towards your emergency fund is a bit more specific. So let's say you want to save towards your emergency fund and you want to give yourself six months to get your emergency fund completed. Let's say your emergency fund is $5,000. If you want to give yourself six months to accumulate $5,000, the way you break that down to measure it is you take that $5,000 and break it down by six months, not only by six months, but you also break it down by four weeks in each month or better yet, the way that you get paid. Say Every two weeks, I'm going to put X amount of dollars away so that I can accomplish my goal of $1,200 per month. Now, if you do the math, twelve hundred dollars per month in six months is well over six, well over five thousand dollars. Nevertheless, you are well on your way to obtaining your personal goal or your emergency fund. Step number two: Some of the most important financial decisions that you make are you that you make is when you make when you're young. You need to understand that. However, comma, I might add that. Don't worry where, or how old you are. You can always start today. You can start your change today. Don't think just because, well, I might be 50 years old, I may not necessarily be able to do um, uh, I might not be able to necessarily become financial freedom, financial free or debt free or have financial success. Take that misconception completely out of your head. Please understand that you got to start where you are using what you have to improve where you want to go. It's just that simple. Here's another one. Here's the number step number three. Companies are providing few, get fewer guarantees of benefit and and shifting risk not to themselves but to employees. In other words, The comfort that you thought you had on your job in all actuality is not comfort anymore because today you might be in your job thinking that, oh, yeah, we're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it going. And then, unfortunately, you get that tap on your shoulder saying, hey, we no longer need your services. And then, oh, hell, what are we going to do now? Where are we going to go from here being that, you know, my last check is coming in the mail and my last check is going to be delivered to me on the next pay period. What are we going to do? What we going to do, boss? But if you have multiple streams of revenue and an emergency fund already set up, that is something that you won't have to worry about. And step number four, you got to understand that consumer debt is devastating to your financial success and your financial wealth. Why is that? That's because debt is the opposite of wealth. Debt. Now, there's different kinds of debt, and we will explore that down the road, but there are debts that will benefit you in the long run. However, there are debts like credit card debt, debt on a car, debt on a vehicle, debt on stuff that's frivolous or materialistic things that don't bring future benefit to your life or put any money in your pocket whatsoever. That's that bad debt that cannot help you. It will only devastate you and your overall financial picture. So why is financial literacy so important in 2022? Among several unfortunate side effects from the pandemic of COVID-19, um, the financial impact that it has had is mainly low on the low and middle income people. Rich folks not worried about being laid off. Rich folks are not worried about a stimulus package. Rich and wealthy folk are not being affected by the pandemic that we have now been experiencing for over two years. However, many of the people found themselves unemployed and, and reliant on government assistance like the stimulus checks, PPP loans that they shouldn't have got so that they can still survive. Now if you have to worry about somebody else about or or some other entity because of your, uh, 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 for your survival, that is a serious problem. And if nothing else we should have learned from this pandemic that we've been in is that things can always change and change at a moment's notice. Let me ask you a question. How many of y'all were ready and prepared to stay home every day, all day, because everything was shut down? Think about it like this. How many businesses closed down? How many people were laid off because if you're not at work, then the business is not making money? How many people were affected like that? Let me go ahead on and tell you. 62% of Americans were laid off during the pandemic because businesses were not ready for their employees to work from home they had no backup plan. They had no cash flow. Everything stopped when our nation was shut down by the pandemic. That meant overall that we weren't ready for it. Let me give you a scenario. Y'all remember back in 2005 when Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans? Y'all remember that? It was one of the most devastating effects in our nation's history. Why? Because Hurricane Katrina showed several different things. One, it reared the ugly head of poverty in the city of New Orleans. Now, I know many of y'all that go to New Orleans to party. Y'all don't see the poverty going on, but Hurricane Katrina revealed that. Hurricane Katrina not only revealed the poverty of the citizens in New Orleans, but watch this. Hurricane Katrina reared its ugly head to show that our government was not prepared to deal with such a devastating event that we couldn't control we weren't ready the government was not ready so what happened they had to make it up as they went along and how many people were displaced by hurricane katrina merely because they were not financially secure i didn't say successful just secure or they didn't have an emergency run fund they didn't have a way of getting out knowing that this hurricane was coming now i know what many of y'all from new orleans are going to say there's been a whole lot of times when we just decided to ride the storm out well if you haven't learned your lesson about riding the storm out let me help you understand that if you are not financial literate or you don't have an emergency fund who knows the next big storm that you have to that you decide to ride out because you're not because you're not ready to leave may be the last. So, what are the benefits of being financial literate? There are a whole ton of wealthy benefits uh, about being financial literate. The biggest benefit is that financial literacy or financial literate people are better prepared for the future. That's all. They are better prepared for the future. Now, I'm not saying you have to have an Ivy League degree. I'm not saying that you have to, you know, be in the financial pages of the Wall Street Journal each and every day. No, I'm not saying that at all. I'm going to meet you where you are. And this is for you. Now, let me help you understand this right here. I'm not coming to you just from a space of education. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, Not at all. I'm coming to you from a space of experience. Let me tell you a story. But before we go into that story, let's take a short break to pay some bills. with this story. Back in 2009, I thought everything was going well. I had a few rental houses, my business was doing great, and then unfortunately, my mother fell gravely ill with Alzheimer's. At this point, she had been I had been her caregiver for quite some time, but now she was getting worse. So worse that we had to put her in a a nursing home not far from here. With that being said, her condition deteriorated very quickly. So after tax season, which is my most busiest time of the year, I decided to take completely off from work and spend time caring for my mom every single day. And I didn't do that by myself. I had two other sisters that live here in the Atlanta metro area that put time in as well. Nevertheless, my focus was there. Eventually, my mom was hospitalized because um, her medicine was no—her body, I should say, was no longer um, uh, working with the medications that she was on. And then, at one point, after maybe a month or so in the hospital, they say there's nothing more we can do. We're going to move her over to hospice. Now, if you ever had to deal with a family member in hospice, just understand that if you're there, you're watching them at their final demise and it's painful it's painful but it's better to be there than not so um, i was there my mom was in hospice for maybe a month and then they say well there's nothing we can do for her here so we have to move her back to the nursing home so they moved her back to the nursing home and unfortunately seven days later my mom passed well i was not paying attention to any bills money none of that Not understanding that I had at this point completely ran out of money. No emergency fund, no funds sitting aside, set aside, broke. Nevertheless, uh, seven days after my mom passed, we buried her in New Orleans, Louisiana, actually in Gareville. And then on the way back, I was so broke that I didn't even have money for gas to get back home we drove six hour drive when i got home i tried to hit the garage door opener to open the garage and the garage didn't open i was like well how are we going to get inside because i normally enter and exit through the garage but the garage door didn't work and i didn't necessarily have a key to get in through the front door so with that being said everything in my house was turned off no lights no gas, no water, no cable, no nothing. I I felt so embarrassed because I had my entire family there with me. I vowed that day to never ever find myself without an emergency fund or that broke ever again. So I set out on uh on a on a on a, on a journey of truly becoming financial success. So let me help you understand, just because you might be making money on your job doesn't make you financially successful. Because if you're making it and spending it, that's consumer. That's the worst place in the world to be. If you're not saving, and when I say save, I don't mean in a savings account. Why? Because a savings account will not yield you any interest or any benefit whatsoever the bank is going to take your money reinvest it make more and give you point zero three percent that's three tenths of a penny if you will not three tenths of a dollar but three tenths of a penny on interest on your money so it should not be there any amount above and beyond your emergency fund do not ever let yourself Get into the position that I was when you are, as my mama used to say, flat broke. I mean, when I say flat, flat, you can't do nothing besides be mad at yourself for allowing yourself to get there. Do not ever do that. And I've been teaching. I've been teaching this and working diligently on this ever since ever since. So that is the biggest benefit of not allowing yourself to go on without an emergency fund or understanding what financial literacy actually is. So let me give you a real quick one, a college course. Let's call it Financial Literacy 101. The definition or the word finances can really be intimidating to a lot of people, but most people start to think of Wall Street, the stock market, interest rates and other abstract money concepts without understanding that it's really not that difficult but in reality your finances is nothing more or they can be simple simple money moves where you earn you gotta have your living expenses and invest the rest that's all nothing more nothing less now let me give you this the information that we cover on these podcasts will not be any financial advice. You must get, seek the advice of a professional, of a professional, because everybody's financial situation is going to be different. Now, with that being said, you can contact us over at Jordan Enterprises at 404-890-7070 to set up an appointment for your free consultation, or you can hit us up on the website, www.jordan.com. Enterprises.com and hit us up over there on the contact us on the contact us page And then you can see all the history and and about us and all the services that we provide but you got to understand if you do nothing You can't complain Just like voting if you don't vote you can't complain if you don't do anything Whatsoever about a problem that you're having you will continuously have that same problem, but there are a few elements and financial literacy let me help you out personal finance that has to deal with your finances money in money out and your assets and liabilities now let me help you understand because i know what a lot of y'all gonna say i got all kinds of assets i bought my house 10 years ago and that's my ass that's my biggest asset my car is my asset well let me help you understand an asset truly The definition of an asset is that which will bring you future benefits. But you got to ask yourself when it comes to the house. Am I willing to wait for that future benefit? Hmm. 30 years. We're going to get back to that one. Let's talk about your vehicles that you think are assets. Your assets, that particular type of asset, depreciate 25% when you drive it off the lot. That means if you drive it off the lot brand new with two miles on it, drive it around the corner, and say, I don't like it. Guess what? They're not going to give you the same amount of money as a trading value for which you just drove. It's not going to happen. That means the rest of that money, the difference is called a gap and depreciation. You got to understand budgeting. Budgeting is where you look at what money you have, your resources that you have coming in versus the expenses that you must pay going out. Now, let me go and break it down to you very, very easy. Income minus expenses equals disposable income. And if you don't have any disposable income left over, or that means if you are upside down, that means your income or I should say your expenses are higher than your income. Guess what? You are living in the red. That means you are living paycheck to paycheck and the paycheck that you collecting is not enough to live on because you have nothing left over. In other words, you are robbing Peter to pay Paul and eventually Peter going to want his money back. Paul ain't going to worry that you didn't pay him. Peter going to want his money back. Next thing you got to understand, credit. Essentially borrowing money Or buying things that you really don't have the money for is called credit. If you have enough credit to buy that stuff, however, Uncle Sam, not Uncle Sam, but those creditors are going to want to get their money back. The next thing you got to understand is debt. Debt is the money that you owe somebody. That's what it is in its simplest terms. Debt is what you owe. And finally, investing. Investing is putting your money into something with the hopes of gaining money on that particular investment for years to come or benefit in the future. Now, everybody will not be able to invest because if you don't have what's called disposable income, then in all actuality, you have nothing to invest. However, there are all kinds of strategies and ways for you to gain disposable income And there are different strategies to where you can create your own disposable income using the resources that you already have and an additional or two streams of revenue to help you get there much more quicker. Let me tell you what I used to tell my sons. Everybody has three things in common. Just three. Everybody. I don't care who you are, where you come from. Everybody has three things in common. Everybody has a beginning date. That means the day you were born. Eventually, everybody will have an ending date, the date that you die. That's two. The thing, the other thing that we all have in common is that we have what's in the in between those two dates called the dash. Now, with this dash comes the same thing that everybody has, a choice. If you it's your choice. It's up to you is up to you to take your choice and make it worthwhile in whatever it is that you choose to do. Understand that it's your choice. See, in order to fix a problem, you have to first admit that the problem is there. If you do not admit, yeah, I got a financial problem. If you can't admit that, you will never get the financial success. If you came in, I could have done better, but I just chose not to. You will never get there. You got to admit. Now, this is not to make yourself feel bad or anything like that. It's called changing the mindset. Because in order to change your mindset, you have to first understand that it's not where it should be. It's not where it should be. It's just like if you want to increase your career opportunities, if you don't do what it takes to create better career opportunities. You will not have future career opportunities for you. You just won't. You will not get you know, the, the executive office in the corner if you are not where you need to be. It's just being real. So the first thing that we should always do is identify the problem, even if the problem is ourselves. We can fix that. We can fix us now. We can't fix the Joneses next door We can't fix other grown people. However, we all have the choice to fix ourselves Remember that so what is it that we can do to get ourselves on our financial journey? Here you go outside of admitting that there's a problem you must know and must say I This is going to be a journey And I am committed to the journey. You should tell yourself that each and every day. Tell yourself that you are committed to your journey. You are committed to your journey. And if you are committed to your journey and you do everything it is that you need to do, you will become financially successful. Now, we're going to take a short break to pay some bills Listen to and hear some things from our advertisers and sponsors, and we will be back shortly. Oh See you in a minute. back to your accounts advice. And today we are going to continue our discussion talking about financial literacy. Now, once you learn what it is that you figure you need to learn about being financial literacy literate, then you should by all means employ strategies to help you get and accomplish your goals. Now, I'm going to give you 6 6 Six simple, simple strategies on accomplishing your financial goals. The first one, change your focus to succeeding. Remember this old saying, where there's a will, there's a way. That means if the funds or the resources that you earn from your daily advocations, if it's not enough, you have to make a way. To earn more. You must make a way to earn more. It's applicable to your personal finances as it is to the other areas of your life. It takes discipline and focus to stop what you've been doing and start doing something new. Now, let me add in this that it's okay if you do not make it the first time. We're not going to call it failure. We're not. We're going to call it simple or temporary defeats. Now, let me help. Let me explain that for a quick minute. A temporary defeat is not necessarily a failure because the temporary defeat will have a lesson in what you didn't succeed at. For example, if you try to save some money and something comes up and you got to dip into your savings you have to and you just, you got to dip into your savings you got to dip into your savings now that is only a temporary defeat because it should teach you that one you should pad your savings a little bit more or watch this get that emergency fund going so that you won't have to dip into your savings or you won't have to reallocate some of the resources that you need for other things that you got to pay over into your into whatever emergency is is has happened that's why having a specific goal is very important they provide an incentive to save and something tangible for you to strive for here's a big one strategy number two learn to live. Below your means. I'm going to say that one more time for the people in the back row. Learn to live below your means. Let me explain. Now, if you are spending every dollar that you are earning, you are living at your means. You will not be able to get any successful, any more successful than you already are. If you consider yourself financially successful, you will not go one step further until you create some disposable income or have something left over. Remember this. It's not what you make it's what you keep. If you can't keep anything that you make, you're at zero. If you are spending more than you make you in the red or in the negative you want to get yourself out of that by living below your your means there are actually four ways to find money to save i already gave you one get another stream of income another stream of revenue or another stream of income take a time to look at all the junk you got laying around that you no longer use, you never needed in the first place. You know, I used to tell my significant other years ago, "Sell some of these goddamn shoes. Sell some of these shoes that you got." However, she never wanted to, and I'm like, "You keep buying new shoes and you don't have anywhere to put them, but you won't get rid of none of the old shoes." She wouldn't even you don't know, even donate them. However, if you have a lot of stuff laying around, put that on eBay, sell it, offer up the marketplace on Facebook, sell that stuff. One, you're gonna be doing two things. You're gonna be creating another stream of revenue and you're also gonna be cleaning up a lot of the clutter around the house. Remember this old saying, sometimes you have to move some stuff out of your life in order to make room for the blessings that the Lord has in store for you. Financial success is something that we can all encounter something that we can all experience. However, we just got to get on get our mindset right. We have gotten sucked up into the consumer era of life, spinning everything we have, buying stuff just because, you know, Tukey next door got it and things along the we got to get out of that. That's a mindset. Because watch this. We like to look good and have nothing in our pocket whether look modest and have something in our pocket. You got to remember that. Live below your means. Automate your savings to your emergency fund. That means what you don't see, you don't miss. Remember that back in the day? If you wanted to you know, put some money aside for a Christmas fund, it comes off your check before you even see it same scenario same method what you don't see you don't miss you don't miss and at the same time if you don't see it in your income what that does is that it forces you to live off of what you already have coming in if you see it you spend it and you should have it somewhere where it's an inconvenience to get to it. That basically means put it in the bank, don't have no, no check card to it. Put it in the bank, you got to go in the bank to get it. And if you can't go in the bank during the hours of operation, guess what? You just can't get to it. I'm just saying, if you have to borrow money or if you have to use credit, do it carefully. Sometimes people, instead of spending their own money, they'll spend a credit card not understanding that if you spend $100 for something today and it takes you three months or four months down the road to pay it because your minimum payment to that $100 is only $25 in all actuality, you're going to spend more than $100 for what you just bought. Why would you just give money away to use somebody else's money? Now, I completely understand if you're using it to purchase things or you using credit to purchase things where you can make more money. That's a difference. That's called a business. And I firmly believe that everybody should have one. And we will talk about business and business finances in another episode. But for now, we are talking about bringing ourselves financially, personally, financially to success. Another key and financial success is keeping your debt below, below what you can afford to pay. See, ask yourself this question. Over the years, I've been working the same job and I've created raises. You know, I've gotten raises annually from this job. Think back to when you started. When you started your job, right? How much were you making? And you've been there 10, 15 years. And then compare that to how much you are making now. Now, I know what some of y'all going to say. Inflation continues to rise over the years. And I get it. I understand. Things cost more now than they did 10 or 15 years ago. However, ask yourself, what have I done with each and every increase that I've received over the years? Ask yourself. Remember when? We were all, at one point in time, broke and poor. Y'all remember? Y'all know y'all know what I'm talking about. But see, we think we have arrived now that we're making a little bit of change. We're making a little bit of money. But what we fail to realize is, even though I have come to this newfound success, what do I have to show for it? It's not about the big house you live in. It's not about the luxury car you drive. What do you have? What can you leave? What type of financial legacy can you leave if the Lord was to take you away from here tonight? And if the answer to that question is not that much, it's time for a change. It's time for a change. Strategy number three, maximize your tax breaks. Tax breaks include tax deductions for contributions to tax deferred employment retirement accounts, tax-free municipal bonds, And long-term capital gains tax rate on investments held more than what? One year. That means it's long-term. The tax situation is much lower. Maximize your tax breaks. And remember, you must get with a professional so that you don't put yourself in a bad situation with the IRS. You have to get the professional advice of a professional. Step number four. Develop Financial resilience. Resilience is nothing more than the ability to bounce back when bad things happen to good people, and they always do. Murphy's Law. This includes unfortunate life events such as illness, unemployment, death, disability, and the biggest one of all, divorce. Did you know that in 85% of divorces, there's a financial element that leaves one party in a very dire state of financial stability Did you know that? These are statistics that everybody should know and not just know it but understand it So if you have a significant other or you married sit down make it a family conversation What are we going to do in tough times? What are we going to do in case of an emergency? How are we going to get our finances to where we are building something? We got to get there So I'm going to come back after this next break. I'm going to come back with the the final two uh, strategies, and then we're going to wrap up and call it a day. See you in a minute. All right, we're pausing. all day mm mm-hmm. yeah dad it is dad it is my friend all right you ready all right welcome back welcome back to your accounts advice we on the home stretch for this particular episode financial literacy I'm your host, Chris J, and we are going to wrap up. We're talking about strategies for financial success. Here you go. The last two and everything that I just said, guess where it all starts. It should all start with a written plan that you can review and update on it uh, on a uh, usual basis. Now, when you write out your original, your original plan, start with a year in mind. Say, I'm going to commit myself to a year of getting my finances in in order, then commit to what you are going to change, whether it be spending, increasing your revenue, whatever it is, write it down. Don't you know that it's a known fact that when you write down your goals and your plans and you review them often, you have a 90% better chance of accomplishing them. You have a 90% chance of accomplishing your goals when you watch them or you see them each and every day. You don't believe me? Let me give you a quick story. LeBron James, one of the greatest basketball players to ever live. I just said one. I didn't say he was it, but one. Think about when he was a kid. And if you want to research what I'm about to talk about, feel free. His mother as a child put him in basketball to keep him out of trouble and he played basketball damn near every day of his life and he always had a goal to be the best in the NBA now follow me on this he told himself this every single day as a child that means when he told himself that it affected his actions right? It affected his actions. He began to love the game that he was playing to the point to where his mom had to go and get him from the park at night. Every day from the age of six, he loved to play the game of basketball. Then he developed a want, a desire to be in the NBA. He watched people like Michael Jordan, uh, uh, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird all the greats as they progressed in their careers. And he said, I want to be like that. So that meant his whole demeanor and approach to the game began to develop. He was always first in the gym, last out, worked the hardest because he didn't want anybody to outwork him. And then when he was a senior in high school, the world were watching him, the entire world. High school basketball. Here it is almost 20 years later and look at it. See, that's what commitment to your goal will do for you. It will promote the enthusiasm and the motivation that you need to accomplish whatever goal that might be. But it all starts with a written plan and visualizing where I want to be. So take a moment. Close your eyes and sit somewhere. You don't have to do it right now, but take a moment. Sit somewhere where you won't be interrupted. Close your eyes and visualize your financial success. Write down everything it is that you see to where when you close your eyes or you read it, it is crystal clear. And then once you got it all written down, read it every day, three times a day. Read it in the morning when you wake up, after you say your morning prayer, thanking the Lord that he gave you another chance. Then read it on on your lunch break every single day. And finally, read it in the evening just before you go to bed. So when you you understand that your thoughts, when you fall off to sleep, becomes your dreams. And when you continue to see yourself in that mode or in that light, experiencing the financial success that you have birthed, you will be on your way. You will be on your way. Trust me, it's not going to be easy. However, it is possible. You have to know in your mind and heart that whatever you conceive and believe, you can achieve. Remember that because when you believe it, Deep inside your heart, when you believe it, deep inside your heart, your actions will back up your beliefs and your goals. So until next time, family, remember, check out WIGO as often as you possibly can. There's a lineup that you just cannot miss. And follow me, follow me, follow me on all the social media platforms. And if you need to give me a call, feel free, 404 890-7070. We are waiting to help you. In the meantime, remember that I love you. Peace.